Welcome to RSVP Radio with Brooke podcast, where we keep it real. It's sustainable. Being a mom, a professional, a good human, staying fit, it's a lifestyle and has to be sustainable. Valuable. If it's not going to add some value to your day, you won't find it here. Personal growth, health and wellness, building a community, it's a one-stop shop, y'all. And of course, parties. I'm a certified meeting professional, or CMP, and have planned major events for 10 plus years, but people basically think I plan parties all day, so we'll go with that. I'll tell you how your parties will be the very best of them all. So this isn't a regular podcast, it's an event. You can attend whenever and wherever you have the time. I fully expect you to have a beverage in hand while you're listening, because events always have drinks, coffee, tea, water, gotta stay hydrated, people. Or if you've somehow gotten through the workday, you've worked out, fed the dog, made dinner, gave the kids a bath, read them a bedtime story, said their prayers, and got said kids to finally snooze, then you should have wine in your hand. So listen in and enjoy the event. Hello and welcome to episode two of the RSVP Radio with Brooke podcast. And I am going to be chatting today all things about time management and uh, the audio quality. I apologize may not be the best because in lieu of time management being the topic, uh, I am sitting in my car after having left a meeting um, and I have a super busy day ahead. So um, time management is something that I feel like I, I do pretty well given the circumstances and I'm super, super, super organized sometimes to a fault. So I hope you can find some value in this today. I'm going to go through kind of like my five top things um, that I prioritize as important to um, helping me with time management in my day-to-day life as a mom and as a wife and as a business owner. Um, And that is um, with both the fast rate of fat loss and uh, as an event management professional. So I hope this is super helpful for you guys. Um, And we're just going to jump right in. So as I mentioned, time management is so, so, so important. And I feel as though I meet so many people who are like, I don't have time to do, uh, to get up in the morning to work out. I don't have time to read my devotional. I don't have time to all of these. And honestly, it sounds like me a little bit uh, as an excuse because you're not making time. You're not setting time aside. And maybe some of you are, but you're not setting time aside to go through how you are going to make those things happen that are important to you. So Hopefully these tips will help you do that because there is nothing more important than having a handle on the time that we feel like we don't have enough of, right? Because we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but what we do with those 24 hours and how in control we feel of those 24 hours, if you're like me, uh, is really, really, really important to how I feel as the day progresses, whether I'm going to be flustered or frustrated or whether I'm going to be you know, happy with how the day turned out and what I was able to accomplish. So, um, and I should also mention, I am fighting a pretty good double ear infection currently. So, um, if I sound a little out of sorts, that's probably why as well. So my first tip, make sure you got your pen and paper out. So find out tip number one, what works for you. If you're writing things down or typing them out, find what works for you. I am a pen and paper kind of girl. I love to have my hand to a sheet of paper with a pen or pencil and write everything down. I, this is not an ad for Erin Condren, but you guys know if you follow me on social media that I love Erin Condren planners. I've been using them since I was in college. 
a girlfriend of mine had them out in college and I was like what is that there's stickers involved and color coding and all the organizational things that my brain just absolutely loved so I love them. I write things down. So if we have a um, family get together, if we have a birthday, if we have, uh, if I have a meeting that's out of, out of the normal routine, if I, if we're going on a trip, I write everything down in this planner and I write it down on that day with the time and I also write it down on our family calendar. So if I know that, for instance, today, uh, my husband is the one that needs to pick um the little one up from daycare, then I write that on there so that we know ahead of time, hey, this is coming up. No one's surprised and um, we're all on the same page. So I write everything down. Um, That's just who I am. Some people are really good at just being more digital. Some people, and that may be you, some people 100% use their Google Calendar. They use their Outlook Calendar. Um, that is their Bible per se. My husband is that person. He has everything in his phone all the way down to take the trash out at 9 p.m. on Monday night. <laughs> um, so that is what works for him. He doesn't write a lot down. He puts it all on his phone and holds it all right there. And some people will share calendars as well. You can share your calendar um, for to other family members or other work colleagues or clients uh, if you like to um, so that you can share your calendar of what you've got going on so everyone stays on the same page. But Another thing that I do to balance my like mom and wife and family planner hat with my uh, entrepreneur and business owner hat is I not only write it down, but because I am on kind of like a dual schedule where my little one goes to daycare um, a couple days a week and then I'm home with her the other days, I really have to prioritize those days that I am working to be able to get things done that are super necessary. So I then kind of work a couple weeks in advance, I map out um, in from my written down calendar, I put those events on my Google calendar so that I have a copy of both. Because if have you, have you ever been to like the um, a doctor's appointment where you they're like okay does this work for your next appointment and you're like oh yeah sure that's great or the dog groomer or what have you and you're like yeah I'll write it down and you look in your phone and there's nothing there but then when you go back home if you write everything down and you're like dang it <laughs> I definitely overbooked myself I have done that probably a thousand times and so doing this practice of writing it down and then putting it into my google calendar helps me not only stay on track on the days, especially when I, when I don't have Mara, um, but it helps eliminate those issues of double booking myself and having to reschedule appointments because then it just is a time suck. It takes everything out. Um, so that is my first tip. Find what works for you. Experiment with a few things, whether it be digitally on a calendar or writing things down um, and find what works for you and keep to that and refine that process so that it kind of just becomes habit. And that's, um, that's how you operate on the day to day. My second tip, and I posted about this on social media uh, earlier this week, and um, I just find it to be really important. If you guys follow Rachel Hollis at all, I've gotten a lot of inspiration for her on this morning routine, but I've also found if your little one likes to wake up super early like mine does and always has, um, then I find that the mornings that I do not get up and have time for myself and establish my morning routine, that I do not have such a great day. It kind of derails my whole day because I feel like I'm constantly playing catch up. So if that is you, if you feel like 
I'm playing catch up all the time and you're not getting up before your little one, I would challenge you to try and do that because it really does set the tone for my day in a whole different way. Um, so as I mentioned, I get up an hour earlier um, or try to than Mara. And the thing is, is that sometimes she gets up at six, sometimes she gets up at seven. So I base it off of the earliest time that she's going to get up. So I set my alarm at five or use my husband's alarm because he also gets up at five. And I do what I need to do for that day. It's not the same every day, but I at least get up an hour before she's going to get up. I do my devotional first thing. Um, I usually take that to the closet and get my devotional, um, read my Bible, do a little prayer time. If I'm doing a Bible study at that time, I do it then. Uh, And then I kind of go back because we go to bed so early. Um, For most adults, we go to bed at like like nine. Um, I then go back through and and respond to any clients that I may have not responded to um, that the evening prior. So I go back, I read through everything and make sure that I'm all caught up. I actually don't have my computer upstairs with me. So I don't typically like to go downstairs downstairs. in, in the morning prior to um, the little one waking up and during my me time because I just kind of catch up on what I need to. I get dressed for the day. Um, I don't really do any emails because if it's a day that I don't have her and she goes to daycare, then I, I will know that I have time allotted for those emails. So I don't want someone else's um, schedule dictating my me time. So I don't typically respond to emails that early. I try not to. Um, if I'm working off my phone, I just respond to clients um, for the faster way. And the beauty of intermittent fasting that we do with the with the fast rate of fat loss is that I don't have to worry about eating in the morning. Um, so I don't have to, you know, worry about what I'm making for myself in the morning. I just worry about her once she gets up. But um, as I mentioned, that really sets the tone for my day. There have been times whether like one of us isn't feeling well or we had a late night or, or some or we just, you know, slept through the alarm because it felt good. Uh, and I haven't gotten up and I have felt it the whole rest of the day. I feel like I'm playing catch up. I feel like my my nerves are shot. My patience level is much, much shorter uh, with Mara. And I just feel like um, not having that me time in the morning is really, it really sets the tone for the rest of my day. And I will also say that when I was first starting the faster way and starting to live a healthy lifestyle, I would try to crank out some of my workouts in the morning before she got up because it was just easier and I could just be done with it. But I don't really do that a whole lot now um, because I know that like if I have a meeting and I need to be out of the house and it actually requires me to like, you know, do my hair and take a shower like most working adults, um, hashtag work from home life, um, then I don't typically work out. And if I, if I do need to, then I get up even earlier just to be done with it. Um, but if I'm just at home that day and not really having a lot of meetings and I know that I'm going to have time to go to the gym or I'm home with Mara and I'm just going to work out when she either takes a nap or, um, I work out when she's kind of playing. I don't typically do the workout that early in the morning because I just want to make sure that I'm focused and, and working on the devotional and getting ready and responding to clients and all that. So if you don't have a morning routine, please ask me um, if there is something that I can help you um, set up for yourself. If you if you have any other special things that you um, just really find important to you to get your, your day going to set the tone for your day. Also, if you don't listen to the Rachel Hollis podcast, again, not a plug um, or an ad or anything like that, but she has a really great morning routine with the Start Today journal that you can kind of implement in your own way as well. So I encourage you to find that, especially heading into 2020 if you don't have it already. Okay, third thing, 
time blocking. So I kind of alluded to this one in my use of the Google Calendar. So if you guys have not ever done time blocking before, you definitely should. I was doing it when I was working in my corporate meeting planning life and I didn't even know it. Now it actually has a word associated with it. So um, time blocking is going within your calendar and saying, okay, from nine to 10, I'm going to respond to emails. And then 10 to 11, I'm going to record a podcast. And 11 to 12, I'm going to edit said podcast. Actually taking chunks of time, whether it be 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, what have you, and maximizing your time throughout the day. I found that to be, I didn't do that originally when I, um, first became an entrepreneur, quote unquote, first became an entrepreneur. And I was working from home and Mara was only going to sit her one day a week, which quickly turned to two when I realized uh, my workload was getting, getting to be a lot. Um, I wasn't doing that originally. And now I find such peace in knowing that my whole day is kind of scheduled out. I know what I'm going to be doing. I know what needs to be done as moms and and wives and business owners. I know it can be so daunting because you are taking care of the lunches and you're taking care of the um, getting kids to daycare and picked up from daycare and you're going to the school activities and you are um, going to your own meetings and you're getting to work and you're trying to be there for your clients. We wear so many hats and it can be so daunting knowing that you there's just not enough time in the day and not knowing what to prioritize. So with time blocking, you can say, if I'm most productive in the morning, that I'm going to put the most of what I for sure need to have done today at the, at the beginning of my day. If I know that I'm most productive in the afternoon, then I'm going to put all that there. I even schedule things like workout. At one point, I was scheduling um meal prepping just so that I had uh, time to actually cook the things I was going to eat if I'm home during the day. Um, So finding what works for you in terms of time blocking is super important. Um, But get specific. Get specific, like I said, from 9 to 9.15, I'm going to drive to set appointment that starts at 9.30. Get really specific and granular and you'll get better at it as you continue to practice the habit because that will help you succeed and meet those goals day to day and so that you don't feel overwhelmed and like you didn't accomplish something because it actually sets sets the tone just like the morning routine. Um, And I'm a big fan of color coding too, whether you're writing it in your, in your, your planner that's got stickers or whatever you use a different marker different different pen but color coding within your google calendar so i color code whether it's a client for event management work i color code if it's faster way work I color code if it's personal. I color code if it's workout or health and fitness related just for me. Um, I have like four or five different color codes that I use. So I encourage you to try and find uh, that that works for you as well in terms of the time blocking aspect. Um, My fourth tip is let's not try to be superheroes here. (laughs) Well, we all know we are. We're super women. We do it all. Like I mentioned before, we're doing literally everything under the sun, um, not only for our families, but for ourselves and for our businesses. And, um, but I would caution you, don't try to do it all and ask for help. I am an Enneagram three. If any of you are familiar with the Enneagram, uh, lifestyle or the Enneagram, um, book or, or, uh, personality quiz. Um, I'm an Enneagram three and I like to be independent and I like to take charge and do things on my own. And my husband makes fun of me because at one point I quoted many years ago, I like to win on my own. I realize now that's really flawed, but I, um, I had that mentality. I just am super independent, always have been, even at a young age. And so I, of course, try to do it all. And I have learned, uh, even before kids, it will burn you out. You will get burnt out. You will have a breakdown. It will not be good for anyone. 
it, it won't be good, but it will be good because it'll show you that, hey, I need, I'm going to raise my hand here and say, okay, I need some things taken off my plate so that I can actually serve my family and myself and my clients well. So hire help. If that's hiring help within your home, um, having someone clean your house, um, having someone help with the yard work, having someone help with the kiddos. If you're like me, I had a really hard time going from the mentality of, okay, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. I realized very quickly that I needed something else to fill my cup. Not that baby girl doesn't, but I just needed that professional aspect to keep me going. Ipso facto, I, you know, begin my own company and that kind of starts taking off. But then I had to say, okay, I need her to go to sitter not one day a week. Now I'm at two days a week. And actually in 2020, she's going to go three days a week. And I know that if she goes three days a week and I have three days dedicated to my business, to, to helping my clients, then I know those other two days that I have her are going to be fun. I mean, they might, might not all be great, but they'll be fun. They will be um, focused on her and not feeling like I have to burn the candles at, burn the candle at both ends. So if that is you, if you're struggling with that, then I'm here to tell you it's okay. It's okay if you need to find a better balance. It's okay if you need to tweak things a bit. But hire help that's going to help you get to where you want to be to help you see your goals come to fruition. And having that conversation with yourself and then with your significant other is the first step is just figuring out, okay, where where can I where do I need help so that I can move forward? So I can move my the needle forward within our family and with my within my business. Um, because if you don't, you'll burn out. You'll burn out. You'll get tired. You'll be like, how am I doing this? I can't sustain this life. Um, so hire help. And if it's not within your personal life, if it's within your professional life, if you're like me, I know nothing about a website. I know nothing about uh, how to build a website. It would take me longer to try and figure it out than it would be to hire someone who specializes in it, will make it look great and help me um, get the best looking website out there to the world which is coming in 2020. So, uh, be prepared, but I hire those services out. Um, there are areas in my business that I know that I am not skilled at. So I have hired out because unfortunately you got to spend money to make money. Okay. Um, so I've hired those services out so that I am able to better serve my clients in the day to day. Um, so don't feel like you have to do it all because you don't, people are here to help you. There are services there to help you. You can have help and still be a rock star human being. I promise. I had to tell myself that. Um, and finally, this one's kind of um, just kind of for fun, but but also I found it to be pretty important in my productivity levels is if you are either a stay-at-home mom or you are a business owner, regardless, get out of your own environment. Get out of your house. Get out of um, your comfort zone, if you will because it's important to get out into the world. Um, we can get so comfortable just in our own little zone of genius and not kind of branching out at all. So in the beginning when I was working from home, I never left home. I, I would just work either from downstairs or work from upstairs in our kind of haphazard office setup um, that's hopefully getting a revamp in 2022, but 2020 as well, not 2022. Um, but I thought, uh, but then I get distracted. Then I'm like, okay, I need to accomplish XYZ task and I've done my time blocking, but now I'm going to go do the laundry or now I'm going to go do the dishes or now I'm going to just sit and eat something that I 
don't need to eat yet. Like I, I will find something to distract my, my brain from what needs to happen. Um, so I was staying home, but then I was like, you know what? I need to like get out. I need to get out to coffee shops, work in different places. I mean, hello, I'm sitting in my car currently recording this. So, um, you just do what you got to do. But I found like I got a fresh breath of life into my business in my own personal attitude on life when I got out and was in commu- I was in community with other people and I was able to share other businesses on where I was working and, and highlight them on social media. Um, but it just was refreshing. It was refreshing to be able to get out and about because then you feel like you're in, and have a reason to like, you know, not be in the work from home couture and, and actually, you know, get dressed and um, look presentable. Um, it sounds silly to some, but you know, when you're working from home, you can kind of get lonely and it's important to get out and just get revitalized within your own community. And if you're a stay at home mom, I would say the same. My mom used to say, you can't be a slave to Mara's nap schedule. I, you know, clearly I'm a big fan of organizing and, and having a schedule and our little one, I bless her heart. She thrives off of her own schedule. And at first I was trying to find one for her when I realized, oh, my kid, probably needs to nap at six months old because she wasn't napping. And so I had to actually get her on a schedule. And then once I got on it, I had worked so hard that I was like, I don't want to go anywhere during, you know, from 830 to 10, you know, whatever it was because I didn't want to disrupt, disrupt her schedule. And at one point I was like, I just want to get out in, in the world. And my mom said, you can't be a slave to her schedule. So like we would pick one nap that we wouldn't do and she would just do another nap in the afternoon. And now that she's on one nap, you know, it's, it makes it a little bit easier. We can do more in the mornings or in the afternoons and just come home for lunch and a nap in the middle of the day. So it is, it has become easier, but I, I did struggle to get out and, and go have fun and take her to do things and meet up with people. And so I would just encourage you if you are a stay at home mom to just get out there, get out there and enjoy life. I'm definitely going to do more of that whenever we decide to have, uh, you know, to expand our family, but I'm going to do that from the get go because it's just really important. And you only live once. I mean, YOLO, right? You only live once. Um, and it's just really important to keep that front of mind. So I think those are all the tips that I have for you. I'm sure I could think of more. Um, but those are the main ones that really drive me personally and professionally. And I just hope that you find, um, some things that you can take away from this and use in your everyday life. I'd love to hear about it. Um, if you loved this episode of the podcast and you want to tell others about it, um, feel free to find me on iTunes or Spotify and share that and share the episode on social media. Um, you can tag me on Instagram at, at Brooke in locket 12, and you can find me on Facebook as well at Brooke locket. So Um, I hope, I hope you guys, um, enjoyed this episode and you guys have a fantastic holiday season. We'll be talking to you soon.